right, welcome to the Kingdom Corner podcast with Dale and Andrew, just your average regular Chiefs fans talking about the things that real fans want to know about. So let's dive into this. Dale, glad you're here. Well, thanks, Andrew. I know we've uh, we love the Chiefs. Uh, we love the Chiefs for a long time. We've been through a lot of lean years, if you will, and now that's right. It's uh, kind of nice to be able to say we're Chiefs fans. That's right. It, it hasn't always been that way. way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it has not. And yeah, I don't know about you, but after the Chiefs won that Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Uh, when uh, I was walking around, I got a lot of flack. People saying, "Oh, you're just a fan wife fan." I'm thinking, "Y'all have no idea who you're talking to here." <laughs> yeah, hello. You've been a you've been a season ticket holder for some time now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I started in 2016. So what what is that? The seventh year, something like that. Eighth year, somewhere right around there. Yeah, so it's it's been fun. So I don't get to go to every game because you know a bunch of pastors here, but that's all right. We still enjoy either one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, let's, let's talk, talk about, about uh, how we met to kick this off. off. So yeah. I, I know we met it in college, college right? right? That's right. And I, I think one of our first interactions was on the football field. If I uh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I think you're correct. <laughs> and I think the football field is uh, a loose term we use. It was backyard football, uh, to right. say the least. But I, the thing that sticks out to my mind is the uh, the harm you would put your body in for uh, backyard <laughs> football. And so, uh, if you don't know, Andrew's probably uh, what you six foot. Yeah, yeah. About, about, about buck fifty. Yeah, I'm back then. Well, well, back then, then I was probably about a uh, probably about a buck thirty-five, buck forty, something, something like that. that. And, uh, and I'm a little over one hundred and fifty now, but uh, you know, it's a uh, it, it wasn't what you consider the athlete or football type of body. That's for sure. That, yeah, that, that's for sure. Is uh, he would just put his body in harm. It didn't matter who it was or how fast they were moving. He would just spear the bejesus out of people, and so uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'll tell you, if nothing else, uh, people wanted me on their team, and you wouldn't necessarily think that, but I think it's probably fair to say. I, I think I, yeah, I made sure you were on my team because I didn't want to get hit by you after uh, seeing what you would do to people. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, since we've been fans for so long, let's start with uh, with this. What is your favorite Chiefs memory? We'll start oh, man. Well, that one. Yeah, that one's uh, the, the given one's the Super Bowl, right? I mean, just them win the Super Bowl uh, and just right. been. I mean, how many teams have had said that? Oh, this team's Super Bound or Super Bowl bound, and then let down. But yeah, uh, and I think right behind that would be Patrick Mahomes drafting him and just being a, a real quarterback that the Chiefs can say, "Oh, this is our quarterback," and so he gives us a chance every Sunday uh, to win a game. I'd like to say both Super Bowls, but, uh, you know, neither one of us were around for the first Super Bowl win, so hard to say that, so, but yeah, it's hard to, you can't beat a Super Bowl victory. I mean, this is a team that for years, as much as I loved them, I started to doubt that they would ever get the pieces together to win because of how much heartbreak that we went through year after year. And so being on the top of the mountain, you know, as Mitch Holt has said, firmly planting that flag there uh it's hard to beat that moment and i don't think you can because a super bowl victory was just fantastic i was watching with 
uh, the youth group at my church. And so when we won or when the Chiefs won, I mean, I say we, we're basically part of the team at this point, right? So, That's right. So we were watching with our youth there. We won. I had a flag in the back of my truck. I ran up, got it, and I was running down the street screaming. I mean, I couldn't even fathom that moment. It was just, I mean, I even got this great video of all the youth yelling, how about those? And then like in the locker after the game, they all yelled, cheese. I mean, it was there you go. moment. So that was good. fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say I had a similar experience where I was, I just became a pastor of a church and uh that that year and so we were watching the super bowl at the church and uh i actually had to leave the room to make sure and so a little bit of it was uh watching it by myself because it was so uh <laughs> cardiac arrest on it all and so i didn't know they were going to win that game but here they end up winning by uh, like, uh, 11 points by the end so it was pretty crazy my, my quick, quick favorite, favorite non-super bowl moment is i don't know if it's just one, one moment, moment but uh, I love watching Priest Holmes run the football and dive over the pile, you know, within a yard or two and just running through people because nobody could stop a guy that size jumping over the pile. So those were always fun moments to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, those a lot of I love the, I love those years with Tony Gonzalez, Priest Holmes. I mean, Trent Green, those were great. They just didn't have a defense behind them. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I know. It, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like, like we were back and forth, forth year after year. We'd have a great defense for a few years and no offense and flip-flop. What about your most heartbreaking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the most heartbreaking. Uh, I was a little kid, and I can remember vividly uh, the game, I believe it was against the Colts, where Lynn Elliott missed, uh, how, I don't even remember, three field goals. Uh, and then to lose us in a game in the playoffs when I think they were 13 and three in the regular season, which is incredible. And then to lose in the first round of the playoffs was just disappointing uh, as a kid. And so that, that really was the story of my Chiefs watching career. A more recent one. Last year in the playoffs, AFC championship game against the Bengals. I mean, we have a huge lead going in the half, and somehow we only managed three points in the second half. I know there's many other moments in Chiefs history, but I feel like in this moment, we have a short span of time where we have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl every year. And I think we just blew a chance right there uh, in the moment. So that, that one hurt a lot just because of how they lost when they were winning by so much to begin with. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is uh, – yeah, last year was heartbreaking as well. Uh, but I think what makes it a little better is knowing that ah, – Hopefully we'll get there again. I mean, nothing's guaranteed, obviously, with uh, football. You see great teams. Uh, the Seahawks come to mind, just being looking so dominant on paper and then not ever getting back really consistently. But, yeah, you hope the Chiefs can uh, – and Brett Veach and Andy Reid can turn the corner. I think that's what brings so much hope with Andy Reid uh, as our head coach. Is like, you know we're going to win. We're going to be there. But is, is, it, uh, is the ball going to go our way, I guess, would be the question. Yeah, and that's a great point, too, because I remember the year before Andy Reid came, we won two games, you know, and that was uh, some of the lower moments in Chiefs history, but since he's been here, we've never not had a winning season. Yeah, and uh, how many times have we won the division in that uh, that span as well? So, yeah. I know yeah. we're, what, six, I mean, right six now, years we're straight? Six in a row. Right. 
But yeah, so I mean, the uh, expectations, the expectations on the Chiefs this year. What are yours expectations? Realistic expectations. Oh, oh man. man, that's, that's a, a, a great, great question. <laughs> I've, I've been debating that back and forth a lot so far. Uh, but I'll share more about that probably in our next episode. But for this moment, I'll just say my expectations are the Chiefs are going to win their division. You can't knock out a six-time champion just without seeing any product on the field from these other teams yet. So I think they'll win the division. I think so they'll host at least one playoff game and they'll win that. And from there, it's hard to say without seeing all of these other teams and what they're going to look like as well. But my expectation is winning the Super Bowl every year. There you go. All right. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. You got any expectations for this coming year? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, probably, probably the, likewise uh, with you. The same right there, along with you, is Super Bowl or bust at this point with the with the with the cast of characters they have. Uh, I think they can definitely do it. Well, no. what about this? The last preseason game that they just played against the Washington Commanders. You know, so that's a new name we gotta get used to again. But the yeah, Washington yeah. Commanders. So, any overall thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think the. Uh, I mean. I really just watched the ones and I watched the highlights of the twos and threes and fours. Uh, but the ones, I mean, I'm just so pleased with how effortless it looks uh, with for Mahomes to make passes. And really I would say it, it's scary to think, but I think uh, he looks like that 2018 MVP season where it just, everything was so easy. He's making those great passes just on the spot. I mean, I know Tyreek Hill said he's not the uh, two is the most accurate quarterback in the league, but I would say it, the two is the most accurate. Patrick Mahomes uh-huh. is right behind him. <laughs> so, uh, uh, right. the, yeah, and I didn't even question that Tyreek Hill comment, but we'll go with that. <laughs> well, we're taking him at his word. I mean, so he's had both balls thrown to him. Uh, so yeah, That's but I would game. say Mahomes is. Uh, I think what what makes Mahomes different is. He's been staying in the pocket. It looks like a lot longer. And then if he does need to move out of the pocket, he's still so dangerous uh, to make that third, fourth, fifth, sixth read yeah. uh, and set, and get the person open. So it's great. Yeah, yeah I, think I think the stars, they look like they're as good as, as they're going to be at this point. I mean, now greatest the preseason, they're not seeing the hard defenses or anything at this moment. But they're taking, again, what the defense gives them. And Holmes is – spreading the wealth out among all the receivers and tight ends. And there's not one person that he seems to be eyeing down, staring down, but he is spreading the ball around. And so that is good. And so every time the starters on offense have had the ball, they've scored a touchdown. So they've been some long third downs before, they convert them all. Uh, the defense is looking, uh, the defense is looking good as well. Uh, for the preseason so far, for the, as far as the starters go, they're holding them to zero or maybe three points through the preseason thus far. And so I'm excited about that. But, you know, once again, it's hard to get too excited about the preseason just because you're just seeing the vanilla offense and vanilla defense. And so you're just – that doesn't always translate to the regular season. Right, right. So – but we got to think. Mahomes is going to put it together, right? We're going to put—he's going to put it together. Yeah. So, uh, is there any uh, rookies or maybe some first-year Chiefs players that have stood out to you at all yet? Yeah, I think uh, what's his name, Jody Jody Forston. 
has really, I mean, I know he's not a first year player. Uh, and yeah. he, was, he was, he was hurt uh, last year, early on in the season. He's really shined. And I think Mahomes is going to, and I, you can tell they have a connection. And so, and he trusts him uh, to throw, to make the catch. And I know those two catches he made in this last preseason game were tough, tough catches and he caught him and came down with them. Uh, and so that's a, a credit to him, but I, and that, uh, and the other guy, I would say it was probably Watson, uh, the new guy. He had a standout yeah. uh, preseason game as well. And so that should be – it should be interesting. Yeah, and, and we have even yet, yet to see Juju Smith-Schuster on the field this preseason with Patrick Mahomes. So uh, from what I've seen and read all about him, uh, there have high hopes are saying that they are some good connection between him and Mahomes. So – you already see the connection that for some of these first-year players, and we obviously have still have the connection between Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And so you get all those together, and that seems like a very dangerous offense for any defense to go up against. Yeah. And I would say, like, uh, Travis Kelsey has kind of that Steph Curry mentality that he doesn't care about who gets the glory. If we're winning games, that's all that matters. That's right. So I, I love, I love this the that's attitude right. of the team. I love the attitude of the team, and so hopefully that will uh, stay true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'd agree with you, especially, especially with, with uh, Justin, Justin Watson, Watson uh, coming uh, over uh, to Tampa Bay. Bay. He, he has looked really, really solid and, uh, uh, in his, his play, play so far. But another, another some of the rookies that have stood out is not really a surprise, but George. Uh, Carl Loftus, uh, that rookie. Hey, hey that's pretty good for now. He's the preseason games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I might have worked on that a little bit, but I had to, I had to try. <laughs> you got that down pretty good. Yeah, well, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, but having a sack in the first two games, you know, once again, it's still preseason, so that doesn't always translate, but – the fact, the fact that he's got, got one in each of the games against different teams and different players is a good sign, I, I feel like. And, you know, the other one that uh, – he's only had one play that's really stood out to him, but that running back, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, yeah, his running just kind of looks about like most of the other guys, but in the first preseason game, he caught a ball out of the flat and came up on the quarterback – a cornerback and lowered his shoulder and laid him out and two other guys had to tackle him. I thought – I'm seeing what, the, what this team is liking about this Isaiah Pacheco guy. So he might end up being a good guy, uh, a good pickup for us. Uh, but what about this? Some of the su uh, surprise players maybe who stood out to you or maybe even someone who has underperformed to what you thought they should to this point? Man, what a, uh, what a tough question. Uh, yeah, I think uh, – but what a great question. I think Josh Gordon – uh, being one of them, I, I was really, ha I was really having high hopes yeah. uh, for him and uh, to hope he would come through. But I knew that having all those years off uh, from the league and then uh, not really getting into the mix, I know it's hard to come back from that, but I was hoping he would make the team. But I mean, he may be, he may be cut uh, from that. And so, yeah, and then also yeah, with how he's playing, he may, may be on the outside looking in. Yeah. And then the other person I think that probably is underperformed or we'll keep a close watch on on is uh, Edward Tolaire. I think that will be a guy that we need to keep an eye on and say, okay, yeah. what's he going to do? This is his third year. 
Uh, is he going to stay healthy? Is uh, these other rookies going to take his spot? Because I know that's big on Andy Reid's offense is uh, wide receiver being able to catch the ball out of the backfield and to stay healthy. And so I don't know if Hilaire is the answer, but we'll see. I sure hope for I hope he is. I hope he does well. I hope he makes all the money he can ever make, but uh, he, he has to show it on the field. Yeah, I would agree with that. So there were high expectations for him coming out of the draft being the number one running back taken in that draft class. And uh, we've yet to see him live up to those expectations. Not that he has been a serviceable back, but just not quite to the expectations that people had for him. So, I mean, we can talk about this more in a later episode too, but uh, – there is a very real possibility that he might not even be the starter by the time we get towards the end of the season, even if he's not injured. So Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's wild to think about. I mean, I know we talked on the phone earlier this week, and we talked about, I don't even know, it's McCall, McCall Harmon will be uh, the number two or three wide receiver on the depth chart. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. McCole Harmon, uh, Came in acting and talking like he was going to be the number one guy. And uh, I I think at this point, he's number three at the highest. So that could change. But, you know, maybe once the regular season starts, we'll see them playing a little bit differently. But right now, he seems to be the number three at the most. I know. Uh, another guy that's kind of stuck out to me that he hasn't done very well yet is Ronald Jones, that running back that was playing in Tampa last year. I mean, they were – High on him, thinking that he's going to be the second punch right right behind uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. And he seems to be moving further down that line with some of the other running backs we got in there. So, I mean, it's a good problem to have to have a deep room. But, I mean, there are even rumors that he may, may be traded or even released uh, before the, uh, before the regular season starts. So, he might not even make the 53-man roster. Wow. Wow, I, I I hadn't heard that yet, and so that's that's shocking to me since we're coming from Tampa Bay. Uh, but I do like our running back room with uh, was it uh, is his name uh, Jared Jared McKissen McKissen, what's his last name? Uh, Jared McKinnon. 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 Oh yeah, McKinnon, and I I really like him. I liked him a lot in the playoffs, and I thought we should have rode him a little more than what we did. But uh, I really think he will be a, and I know he's a veteran. But I think he's still got some stuff in the in the tank, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. sure. So it's, it's, it's going to be a, a fun year to watch these guys and to see who makes that final roster. Um, but last thing here before we end this episode, is there anything you're looking forward to or looking for in this last preseason game against the Packers? Yeah, how have they said how much the ones are going to play? Uh, I was checking on that. They haven't really said much, but my guess is very little to any. So, I mean, maybe a series, but uh, that's a guess just because they haven't really announced what they're planning on doing yet. Yeah. And so, my – yeah, I think uh, I think the, the big expectation or what I'm hoping and looking forward to is just everyone staying healthy uh, for the pre this game. And so, they get ready for the Cardinals uh, week one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, this last game is going to determine a lot of final spots and not only final spots, but determine depth chart things too. So I think you're going to uh, see and learn, and the coaches especially, more than what we will know. But uh, we're going to see and learn a lot about where they think these guys are going to fit in. These coaches are going to be maybe even reordering the depth chart depending on how people play. 
but I think the other thing to watch out for is special teams and seeing who stands out on special teams as well as on offense or defense because those are going to be the guys who are going to make the team if it comes down between a few guys. So watch for big plays on special teams to see who stands out and uh, maybe they'll make the 53-man roster. Yeah. Well, and I hope Tommy Townsend gets it together. I don't. I haven't been too impressed with him this whole. So, and again, we all yeah. say this as Chiefs. Yeah, I would agree. We say this as Chiefs fans. I and I'll make this clear: is that I want. I respect every NFL player. I think they are doing something I could never do. But again, you are, you are getting paid to kick the ball. So let's kick it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, last last question for you. It's a fun one. Uh, how about this? On a game day situation, whether you're at the game, whether you're watching at home or whatever, is there anything you do uh, that you're maybe a little superstitious about that you have to do or have to not do that you feel like for the Chiefs to have a good game? Okay, this, this may sound crazy, but uh, during the game, I rarely sit down. I have to be standing and I pace oh, I, around I got the room you. or <laughs> so I pace around the room. And then at the yep. end, when we, when I get to go to a game, it's the same thing. I'll maybe sit down during commercial breaks or uh, at halftime, but do I rarely, am I sitting down while the game is playing? And so uh, it sounds crazy, but it just, it's so much fun to watch. And so, so fun to get excited for the chiefs. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, I don't necessarily stand the whole game if I'm watching at home, but I do sit literally on the edge of my seat watching it. And I'm jumping up and down and moving as soon as things are happening, though. But if things aren't going well, if they are starting to steam things that I think are bad decisions, their play isn't good, and they just start falling behind by two or three scores, then I start sinking back further into my seat with my arms crossed and just – just sulking there. So even if they score touchdown, like, well, fine, you score a touchdown. But now, but uh, I don't know if it's superstitious, but I do have a Chiefs flag that I put out uh, out in front of my house each game that has to be out for every game, preseason or regular season. And the other thing I do is I always have uh, like a Coke or Mountain Dew or something. Uh, for each half of the game. So, I mean, I, I did it once and I was just – I'm not going to say it's superstitious, but like uh, Michael Scott once said, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> what, a, what a great line from the office. I love it. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I think this will wrap up our first episode of the Kingdom Corner. So join us all season long as we continue to discuss the Chiefs and the things that they're doing and what we see and – Discussing the things that real fans want to know. We'll see y'all next time.